Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Deeper Than Skateboarding podcast. I am your host, Kai Reeler, and I am back. I have a special guest today. This is going to be a quite interesting one. I was told from several people that if I was going to be the Deeper Than Skateboarding podcast... I guess I should just keep it deeper than. So, this episode, I got my mom. (laughs) Yeah, got my mom on here. I feel like, why not? Don't get any deeper than that. This woman has seen it all. 70 plus years on this earth. she's, She's dealt with me for 42 of them. So, I'm going to have my mom on here. Want to hear some real shit? Here you go. for work nah no work just yet <laughs> yeah because it's 1 30 there yeah no i don't have work until five today mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching this old black and white movie a uh, uh, charlie chan movie mm-hmm. you don't know who charlie chan is that's okay i know who and, he is uh... <laughs> that's with you. i know i know you are where are you are you where are you I'm in my yeah. house. In my house. Ooh, 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 ooh. You are, huh? In my house. That's right. I who made that song, though, yeah. I don't remember who made it. No, so. I don't either. Yes. My loving mother. Yes, darling. I would like to welcome you to the Deeper Than Skateboarding podcast. Uh, When will you be doing that? You're on it. Congratulations. You're you're kidding. That's right. You're my special guest. I was wondering why you were s- s- talking so softly to me. Well, you're my mother. <laughs> wow. I don't realize I, I don't feel like I talk different. I just feel like I just, I talk like how I'd like to hear. I wouldn't yeah, want someone, tone, your tone someone's is, always is, like, you always talk so smooth on the microphone. I'm like, well, isn't that the goal? It's the goal, right? Yeah. To, to make it palatable. Yes. Okay, good. Well, I hope I'm doing that with you. Well, yes, you sound quite, uh, quite smooth. <laughs> bah. Uh, I well, think you're joking, though. I don't think I'm really on a podcast. Well, well, you are. It's the first time for everything. Well, good to you know how to edit things. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh good you know God. how to edit. <laughs> so we'll get right to it. So, how does how does it feel having a a son who still rides a skateboard. Did well, you really think that I would still be doing this 
this later in life? Well, you you got a fair warning at age 11 when I bought you your first skateboard. And uh, when I realized that wasn't what you had in mind, plastic just was not the board. <laughs> and when you gave me a list and I went to this shop and showed him the list and he started bringing everything out. And back then, about $130 later, it was like, okay. So the message to you from that point on was, Every time I see you, you better be on this board. So you're 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 living up to that for sure. <laughs> so at age forty two, you're still doing. I exonerate you from that. You proved your point. <laughs> you asked me to do it. I did, and you always obey your mom. I work on it. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's a big question: <laughs> How did you like it when I moved to Philadelphia? ride a skateboard <laughs> well i i didn't like it because you didn't come from that kind of environment it was a rather low-key environment here in courthouse and uh i didn't think you knew enough about philadelphia and the, the negative aspects to uh to survive and i was concerned so of mm -hmm. course you know i put all the family on alert that you were in philadelphia but no if i if i could have dictated where you should or shouldn't be it certainly wouldn't have been in philadelphia <laughs> but i think philadelphia prepared you uh for california it definitely did yeah because you picked up on a lot and learned a lot about being in a totally different environment from which you were raised and you survived and uh made a lot of good friends and followed your dream to be in california Actually, true. when you wanted to go to Philadelphia, and I, I was opposed to it, I never let you know that I was opposed to it. I just said, "Look, you got to, you you're grown up. You can go now. You can go wherever you want to go." But yeah, that that's true. Really you were you were pretty supportive of that. You you didn't yeah. you didn't moan and groan too much until you saw some of the places I lived at. Then you weren't too jazzed on it. <laughs> yeah, and what was my usual comment when you would tell me where you were had moved to? You know, he's like, oh, God, why are you living there? <laughs> we worked, That's right. We worked so hard to, <laughs> to to get out of that environment, and here you are going right back. Yes, yes. So that was concerning. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest kick I was getting out of you with this, the parking situation, because you didn't have that situation down here in Jersey. You, you usually was off the street parking, no meters and things like that. But uh, it seemed like every time I spoke with you, you were having an issue with the parking authorities. <laughs> and you would fight your case. The signs were not clear as to when you could couldn't park. And you were always fighting that battle. <laughs> I feel like a bunch of savages. Then I realized I lived in South Philly. You could just park your car anywhere. You're like, you know yeah, what? Sidewalk. Sidewalk, whatever. middle of the street, just anywhere. Yes. Just leave it. <laughs> yes. Yes, you could. Oh my goodness. Did you ever think I was gonna move back home? Uh well, you know what? I knew what your dreams were and like you started here with what was the name of that place in uh, Pennsylvania you wanted to go skate? It was like a skate camp or something. It was uh Oh Woodward. Woodward. And we never had the kind of money that we could just throw towards that. We wanted to, but we, we just didn't have it like that. And uh so I said, Okay, that's one of his dreams. He wants to do that. Uh, I think you, after you moved to Philly, you might have gone. Well, but no, then, what happened is I, I, I ended up doing 
even better i ended up teaching at a skate camp in texas so yeah that was pretty cool i was like never mind going for a week when i was a kid how about going for months and getting paid as an adult (laughs) i was like so that that was kind of cool yeah so so following that was well before you moved to philly it was like all about love park all about love park skating love park skating love park and from that point it was like all about going where it's happening uh skating in the in the place where it's happening which was california so that being laid out, I thought, okay, at some point, uh, you'll end up in California. And I think you were in Philly probably, what, 12, 15 years, something like yeah, that. roughly. And I thought, okay, he probably has given up the California dream, but nope, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw you operating like that, I thought, you know what, he's really serious about this. And then when you got everything lined up, and was ready to go. You were really ready to go. You and Bronson. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Like, and of course, it was a nightmare trying to work and, and think about you driving across country. You know, I tracked you on the internet. I know. Like, whenever you call me and tell me where you were, I would go on the internet and see what the environment would bring. I'm like, okay, is he safe? And then you called me once and said you were in Kansas and you, and you could show me pictures of tornadoes. I'm like, you have not lost anything in Kansas. Why are you still there? <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that was worrisome. That was really worrisome. I couldn't sleep for three days. And uh, when you finally, when you went over the uh, San Bernardino Mountains, I was like, okay, what, what, what are those mountains? What's happening with these mountains? You were like 300, 400 miles out of, out of Cali or before your destination. And when I read that those mountains are constantly moving, but you just can't feel it when you're like driving across it, I said, I will never tell him that until he's never on those mountains again. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped not telling him that. (laughs) I was, that car was packed. I was scared. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, you'd gone 2,500 miles and you call me, you're like, I can't do it. (laughs) Well, you remember what I said? I said, well, good. Turn around and come home. And you, like, got quiet. Like, seriously? Nah. <laughs> As you go 2,500 miles, they talk about you can't do it. Then about 20 minutes later, you're like, I did it. I did it. I'm like, of course you did. Oh. Of course you did. That was yeah. one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. I can only imagine. And, you know, it puts perspective on just how far away from home you are. Yeah. You know, it's one thing when you fly because you had flown out there a couple of years before. You had flown out and back, and that seemed like, oh, okay, I'm not a biggie. But when you drive, whoa, yeah, that's definitely there's a huge difference when you mm-hmm. when you drive. I I was gonna fly and get Bronson shipped, and I was like, no, it'll mean more if I if I drive. I just felt like yeah. it would have meant so much more if I drove, you know. You get to learn a lot about yourself sitting in a car that long by yourself. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So I'm sure. I just remember. Well, what, did you, what did you actually learn? Because I we never talked about what you learned with your trek across the country. What did you learn about yourself? I learned that hey, if you follow a plan to a T, it'll work. But you got to get all the kinks worked out first. <laughs> 
I mean, I've, I've, I had such a strategic plan to go that there was no way it couldn't work. It was just a matter of me not being a coward. Yeah. That's all it was. Cause the thing about it is, is, and I'll be honest, it was like the, the thing that got to me was I was like, okay, if you drive out there and like, if you fly out there, you can cop out. It doesn't, it, it's not going to mean as much. Like I can cop out if I get my car shipped and I fly out there, I can cop out because I didn't really lose. I, I didn't get that feel for anything. It's just stuff going across the United States with me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I had that whole time to sit and reflect on the fact that I'm like, okay, this is your life about to restart. This is the first time that you're ever going to restart your life where nobody really knows you. So like, how do you want your life to be? And like, that was like a whole thing. I kept thinking about that a whole lot while I was driving. Not that I was running from something crazy back on the East coast, but I just definitely thought about that. I was like, this is going to be crazy. And, and it has been, it's, I definitely feel like I have a, a whole other life out here and, and I, I see what it means to have something in your life not work and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to make changes for it to work. I was unhappy mm-hmm. where I was at. I was. I was very you were unhappy. unhappy in Philadelphia? Oh, so miserable. I was miserable. Like, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything. Like, and I, I don't think skateboarding in Philadelphia turned out to be all you hoped it would be. Nah, and and on top of that, I didn't even have that approach of when you live on the East Coast. There's only a few people that can really look at it like skateboarding is going to be a career, and I never looked at skateboarding like it was going to be a career. I never did. I never looked at it like that, and I. But I also didn't look at it like I was going to be. I don't know. Just that whole I don't know. It's like, well, if I'm going to be a whole, I don't know. Well, at least be somewhere where if you don't know, you're enjoying where you, <laughs> you're enjoying it. <laughs> it sounds really stupid, but that's what it is. Because all I did was work in a restaurant and ride a skateboard. And I'm like, okay, like for what? Like, this is, it's cool. Then, but I'm like, okay, I'm bored just skating around where I'm at all the time. Like skating in Philly or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. The, but you they, know, you had all kinds of landmarks even uh, along the way with skating. You know, I'll never forget oh. the story. What? No, go ahead. I'll never forget the story about you know. It's, so it's not like you were just on your board. You other things happened because you were on your board. Like the 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 the, the uh, valet parking you were doing, and you figured out a way that you could use your board to do it even faster, which meant okay, more tips in my pocket for sure. And uh, when your boss saw that, he's like, let me make some skateboard covers for you guys. This is brilliant. Yeah. So that wasn't something you said, well, when I, when I live, live in Philly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, uh, have somebody make skateboard covers. That wasn't part of a plan. <laughs> yeah. And but it, that just happened. Same mm-hmm. thing with Texas. That wasn't part of like, okay, your desire to be at that, that other skate park, skate place, that skate camp. Well, that desire just trickled into Texas. But that wasn't your plan. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Texas and work at a skate camp for a month. So all kinds of things came about because of your, your desire 
to skate and be involved in that in that uh in uh in that in the whole genre you know mm-hmm. so yeah and if you think about it along the way other things have happened even since you've been in california other things have happened that that, that is attached to skateboard well, even when you were here you were in magazines you you met a you met people who now you see 20 30 years later and and and, and they're like not surprised that you're out there doing what you're doing you know because you always stuck to okay, I'm gonna as skateboarding goes, I'm gonna put all kinds of irons in the fire on behalf of that, and you did, and you're still doing it. So there was a plan somewhere along the way, whether you were whether it was uh, you had, didn't have it written down anywhere, but I think you knew that I'm gonna do more than just be on my board. If I'm gonna be out here in the hub, I'm gonna do more than just be on my board, and you've uh, succeeded at that. Well, even well, even further back than that, when I was in high school, were you concerned about me going to college and all that stuff? Was that like a big concern? Well, no, not really, because uh, I, I had not been to college at that point, and I realized how I had was self-taught a lot of things that I did on my own, uh, having a drive to always do the the drive to always do better and be better and excel at my work, whatever it might be. And so I felt like, well, I, I managed quite well without college. I ran a home-based business and made nice money. Uh, and uh, I thought, well, college is not really for everybody. You have to, you have to want to, to, to do college. I think you have to have some kind of goal in mind for college. So I was never disappointed that you didn't go to college. Basically this, I look at my life and I looked at my life when I was in Philadelphia and I said, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And it was pretty basic as far as what I was doing. And I said, well, can you do it somewhere else? <laughs> I said, yeah. And I always wanted it to be California. And don't get me wrong. It's not exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> it's definitely not. With that being said, it's like anything, it's what you make of it. Yeah. You know, I've made some really good friends so far, gotten some really good connections, and just had some amazing experiences just on a day-to-day basis, and that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it is, for it's, sure. It's been a blessing to be able to do that, and I definitely feel like when I'm out here, I don't take much for granted. Because I understand that for me to be out here, I'm not able to be home like that. You know, I'm 3,000 miles away. So I think about that that a lot. That's a big sacrifice. I I don't know that I could have done that. It makes you move differently, trust me. It makes you move differently, trust me. It it made me grow up a lot quicker because I understand that I can't have you out here worrying about me. It's not fair. It's not a good thing. That's not me I anyway. I do more worrying about other people out there than I do about you. You know, I, I of course, you know, you know, I am always mom, always alerting you to the things to stay away from, which you probably already knew that, but that's okay. I'd be remiss if I didn't say, beware of this. Don't get caught up in the glitz and glam. Don't go Hollywood. And I gave you examples of people I know family members who moved out there and driving a big Mercedes, but live in the Mercedes and don't have a, a, a hut to live in. 
I didn't want you to get caught up in that. And it's so easy to do. And uh, sometimes I can tell you stuff and you're like, Mama, yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm very aware of that. But I'm like, yeah, but let me do my job. <laughs> let me do my job and remind you. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. Don't you remember I used to always tell you about, uh, you can you can edit this if you want. I used to <laughs> always tell you when I saw you interested in girls. I'm like, uh, make sure in the old school expression, was make sure you got your Jimmy hat on, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you're like, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, hey, guys lose their mind. So I'm just here to remind you that this is very serious. <laughs> you know, no I reminded you until you were 20 and went to death and went to Philly. I'd still remind you. Like, don't don't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't invite nothing in your life you didn't plan. <laughs> nah, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I was just doing my job. You all you all let me do my job too. All three of you let me do my job. And I don't know what you're talking about behind my back, but that's what doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't really count. I'm like, I'm wearing the mom hat. Do you remember when I asked you all to, to call me uh, Carol? I said, oh, you're grown now. I said, you've been in California said, or in oh, Philadelphia. Jesus. I said, okay, from now on, I want you guys to just call me Carol. I'm taking off the mommy hat. And dead silence. Nobody none of you wanted to hear to it. Like, what, what is she talking about? You're not doing that. You're like, flat out, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay. And Melanie just got quiet. And you could just look at me like I was crazy. So that that fell apart. But, uh, well, you, know, you guys still call me mom. It's cool. I love that title. It's one of the best titles I've ever had in my life. Well, I yeah. will say this. I want to say thank you so much for always being my number one supporter. Absolutely. No matter what. You're exactly right. But you know me. You screw up and I can't I do that. know that. <laughs> I do know that. You support me when I do. You're not one of those moms that are lying court for somebody. No. You, you, no. No. You, and, money on and you have been to court. for <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but i mean no and and i and i appreciate that because i feel like if i didn't have the sports and not saying that you know that i didn't learn a lot from dad i'm just talking about I'm talking about yeah. you right now i want yes. to give you your flowers and oh, say thank well, you so much absolutely I appreciate that. you're the reason why i work so hard well uh that wasn't my intention to make you have to work so hard on my behalf. But nah. as long as you're living your best life while you're doing it, I love it. Well, good. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast for the first time. Hopefully one of many. I still don't believe you, though. Go ahead. Hey, look. <laughs> listen. Ordinarily, I ask my guests to leave me with a piece of advice, uh -huh. but instead, I'm going to leave this podcast with a piece of advice that I left you. Yeah, this is the one I always tell you, and it goes like this. I say, if you got your wig on straight, 
and you got clean draws, you winning. <laughs> and on that note, mom, we out. I love you, boy. <laughs> I love you too, mom. Thank you. Okay, bye, honey. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs>